Hello and welcome to our first episode reviewing Hawkeye on Biff Palbam. This is episode one, Never Meet Your Heroes. And joining me as always is Josh. Evening. And Tony. I can do this all day. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like this, isn't it? It's going to be like this. We're, get, we're, we're going to like... Just have Tony sing the, for the rest of the episode. Now that's it, Tony. You've cursed yourself. It's the yeah. most wonderful time for a beer. <laughs> oh, there we go, folks. That's the end of the episode. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking aside, uh, let's get on with it. We all, all, all good, boys? Yeah, not yeah. too bad. How are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> We've been waiting. It right. seems like there's been quite a big gap between episodes of of this um, of this show. Um, <laughs> it, after how quickly everything's kind of gone over the the last yeah. six months, where we kind of rolled from one show to another, um, it's been a while since we've actually reviewed a show. We did a, a film review last time, uh, two film reviews, in fact, last time out. Um, so it's been it's been a while since we've done a. Uh, a TV review um, compared to how it has been. So, as I say, we are going to review mm-hmm. Hawkeye episode one um, that was called Never Meet Your Heroes. Um, so, let's let's dive in. Um, first of all, I obviously, we get that flashback. I don't think there's much we can say, really, about the flashback because we've seen it all before. Mm-hmm. Other than other, her other bit. Than- and is the dad really dead? Mm. Yeah. I think is your dad dead? Is, but there we go. Is Doddy dead? Did he? <laughs> um, what I will call out on that is I like I really like the, the musical callbacks throughout that, that flashback where we get kind of the Avengers theme throughout it. And then as they yeah, unveil that it's Hawkeye, yeah. it goes into his theme that we will hear throughout mm-hmm. these episodes. Um, as well as being yeah. the 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 credit song as well um, that they use um, with the credits, and we'll get into the credits shortly. Um, one that for me and Tony, I know know full well. He's watched a few things with her in. Vera Farmiga is great in everything she's in. Yeah, she's she, fab. I love she Vera. Doesn't put in a bad performance anywhere. Obviously, we're no. we're fans of Bates Motel. Where yeah. she was great throughout yeah. that. Um, what I will say though, that wig they put her in at the start is awful. Oh, it's in that flashback. <laughs> and it's the fact that it's it's, it's the good. same colour hair that she's got herself later on in the episode when it's not a wig. Yeah. It's, Why it's, couldn't they've just done something with it? It's perched on her head like a fucking pimple. Yeah, it's yeah, awful. Just, it was some look completely off, didn't it? Mm. Definitely, it was it was a strange one. Um, then my next one kind of is that Marvel have, have seemed to have got this great habit of hiring brilliant child actors yeah mm. they, they've done really yeah. and, and throughout like every phase we've probably had a child actor at some point throughout every phase and I don't think they've yeah. got it wrong yeah, had... no I mean um, uh, Ant-Man's daughter she was fab yep. yeah um, Tony's daughter was great uh, the the, the whiny bitchy kid from Iron Man 3 was great. <laughs> yeah, who came back. Um, and it's weirdly yeah. involved in uh, Avengers Campus at Disneyland. He's, he's part <laughs> of the ride 
as one of the students that's working alongside Peter. Oh, why? Why? I, I <laughs> don't know. And weirdly, they've got the, the girl from... Um, that works alongside Squirrel Girl. What? <laughs> With the, the big Weird. round Luna, is it? That's got the big round thick glasses. Jesus, they're, throwing it, they're just fucking throwing mud at the wall and seeing what's yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It, they picked a load of weird characters to include. I don't, I don't know why they've done that. And it's meant to be, it's meant to be part of the multiverse. It's not the Peter that we know um, at Avengers Campus. It's a slightly different one, um, despite the fact that it is Tom Holland. Um, but yeah, they, they've included the the kid from yeah. Iron Man Three as part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've done a really but, but no, good you're job. Right. Yeah. Um, then t- still touching on the um, the flashback, I love the nonchalant introduction of the Chitore that is just a shadow that kind of goes uh, yeah. past the window. Yeah. And you're like, Across what's the that? And yeah. then you go, yeah, it's oh God, that's what it is. It's the, the Battle of New York is happening outside our window. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose yeah. around us. You, you never actually like even thought about it. When we all went to see the original Avengers in 2012, you never really thought... I wonder what it's like for the people inside those flats as the aliens no, quite. Back in the past. And just getting to see it is a fantastic p- perspective. Yeah. And nine years later. It's funny as well. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say was it's, it's kind of what you wished we'd seen in the Netflix shows. Yeah. At yeah. the start. Yeah. Instead of just talking about the incident, you kind of wanted yeah. to see that opening somewhere. Definitely. Uh, and kind of my last last bit on that, flashback uh there's just one little gripe in a minute um but the the addition of the arrow camera in this is is great i love it and they use it later on in the episode as well and i just thought it's an absolutely brilliant addition to the show and it gives clint something different that we haven't seen from him before and gives us a different perspective perspective of what he's doing um Mm. And I really like that. But my one gripe is the, the hokey line at the end of the flashback, I need a bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, it does kind of come out of fucking nowhere. Like. I'm like, oh, no, yeah. why, why, yeah. Did she, why did she say that? She could have just said, I want to learn archery or something like that. And it's just like, yeah. why would you just go straight in and go, I want a bow and arrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So then, as I said, we we touched on the uh, on Clint's theme that we hear in the credits. But oh my, those Matt Fraction credits are superb. Yeah, yeah, proper comic booky as well. And they, t- yeah. but they also do a really good job of t- filling in the gap as well and telling you the story in the intervening years. Yeah, uh, where you see her jumping from third to second to to winning competitions in the. In the space you might almost second. say it's a montage. Yeah, I think Mon- I think montage. Just set him up, don't you, Josh? Yeah, I think montage man has returned. Um, another one, another one of our shows will touch on montage man um, that we're recording tonight as well. Um, if you don't go and listen to a, a show about franchises uh, for the love of a franchise, you won't know what we're talking about. So go and listen to that as well. No. Um, so then we get into the, <laughs> the main crux of, of this first episode. Um, the, the little Easter egg at the beginning, Stain Tower. 
Um, I don't know whether yeah. you guys noticed that. Um, what tower? I did. Yeah. Stain. Oh yeah. Stain. Yeah. S T A N E. Yeah. Obadiah is still uh, having an influence over the MCU. Um, so I, I wonder when that was, how he got that name, or then whether that was in the back. Mind you, it kind of, it kind of uh, all ends in tears for him. That, that's how yeah, that. yeah. So uh, as I said, I'm glad it gets destroyed. Um, yeah. I'm really that that scene, other than showing that she's learnt these skills and that she's a bit of a troublemaker, doesn't really give us anything, does it? Um. So it's kind of easily moved along from there. Um, diving into it, the only thing I, I picked up um, was that she quickly goes from quite immature to this pl- fully fleshed out hero by the end of the episode. It, she does change quite quickly. Um, I'm wondering whether she might revert back though, and it's kind of like going a back and forth type thing. Like when she's around Hawkeye, or she's she knows she's in some shit. That she just yeah. like immediately regresses into that child thing because it's kind of like what Peter does sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and mm. and then yeah. as um as Tony um spoke about at the begin or sang about at the uh, the beginning of the episode, um the 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 Christmas tunes begin literally from the off as soon as we get into that main <laughs> main bit of the the episode yeah. we get we get the Christmas tunes begin. Um, and then <laughs> diving into Tony's other singing um, performance, um, we get the uh, the Rogers musical. Oh, that um, was woeful, that. Oh, yeah. I do have a I couple just, of I want to see that for real, a full musical. You'll be on your own. I'm not going to see that with you. I'm sorry. No, I get the funny feeling it might end up in one of the Disney parks at some point. Oh, fuck. Please, no. <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised. But I do have a couple so of funny. notes notes on the musical um i'm assuming this is where the scott lang cameo that they had planned was going to be because the 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 addition of uh ant-man being in the avengers in 2012 (laughs) i'm assuming because they have talked about the fact that they wanted scott to be in it um they they did speak to paul rod but he wasn't available was he Um, doing ghostbusters i would assume he was doing ghostbusters at the time yeah he would have been there watching it at the same time, I yeah. presumably. Yeah, I would have thought so. That's um, okay. So, yeah. so has Scott, has Scott supposedly just had all, like, he'd just been given, like, a complete pardon of all his previous crimes because he's now Ant-Man or something? Yeah, it does It does seem like it, um, that he's well, the, the good guy now. That'll just um, be one seemed... of those things in movies, won't it? Convenience happens off-screen moments. But, yeah, but it was. it's another thing that I've actually got noted later on that, it seems like the Avengers are, are fully loved, except for Peter. Yeah. Well, actually, doesn't this take place two years after Endgame? Yes. So surely whatever happens in No Way Home has already happened? No, because I think No Way Home set at the same time. I thought No Way Home happened six months after Endgame, because Far From Home happened six months and No Way Home's a direct continuation. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google this. This this is getting confusing. This timeline, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're confusing it more and more by every film. Yeah, because we well, now no, say we're assuming it's a direct continuation, aren't we? Oh, yeah. That's true. There could be a flash forward or something. And then we've got the confusion around the Hulk as well. Oh the, yeah. In mm. one scene, he's got his arm in a sling, and then we see a trailer for a TV series, and he's fine. Yeah. 
So mm. they really are confusing it at the moment. Um, one thing that I will say about the musical is Ballet Loki is my favourite variant. Because <laughs> <laughs> whoever's playing Loki in this is brilliant doing his little ballet turns in the middle of the stage. <laughs> so he's definitely um, he, he was Hulk got me. he's basically just a bloke in a hoodie <laughs> in a green hoodie yeah hoodie uh, Hulk <laughs> to be fair so yeah. is Iron Man as well Iron Man's just wearing a red hoodie that's true um, yeah. which I thought was great um, the other thing I'm going to touch on um, there's a couple of bits not really related to the musical but more the, the general surrounding of it um, it kind of make, makes out that he's having kind of a a panic attack um, when he sees oh, yeah. that on stage. I don't think he is. I think they've done that to make you think he is because then, of course, he turns his hearing aid up and he's fine. And I think that's just the... Yeah. No, just, I think it just, you. Yeah, it just triggers a reminiscence, doesn't it? That's, yeah. that's what it is, really. Because the, the whole thing says, without the sound... The, uh, widow on stage. Yeah, the whole thing with the sound makes you think like he's having kind of a breakdown yeah it's, um, the, but, um, it's the concussion whistle yeah. i always call yeah. it like after an, uh, a flashbang yeah mm. but clearly yeah. it's when his daughter turns around to him and says you've turned your hearing aid off haven't you and i'm like he's not he's fine he's just reminiscing about how it's not he's not got ptsd or anything like that he's he's fine um but then obviously you get the little girl that turns around to him and waves at him who's dressed like that as well, yeah. which I didn't realise. That yeah. was the detail I missed the first time round, and it wasn't until I watched it again, and I was like, oh, mm. she's literally dressed like Black Widow, um, which I thought was a, a nice yeah. little nod. Um, and kind of coming out of the musical, the bloke asking for a selfie in the bog. That's, that is, must have happened to thousands of celebrities. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I watched a... Um, interview with Adam Driver who says it's happened to him twice uh, just you wouldn't you wouldn't think about it you, I mean if you're gonna ask someone like a celebrity while you're in the toilet for a selfie you'd at least say hey when we actually get out of the like the bog can like can we take a picture because like you know they don't yeah. really want to be fucking stood there like with, while someone's got yeah. their knob out yeah definitely I it's not so me and Tony <laughs> have been collecting autographs for 20 years and I would never ever consider it I struggle to even stop a celebrity and ask for something if I see him in the street, which is weird because it was going to come up later on. Um, Simon Callow, I bumped into in Nottingham Town Centre a few years ago oh, while, he was doing, while he was doing a play in Nottingham. Wow. And I walked straight past him and didn't stop him. And I'm like, that's, that's how, despite the fact that I collect autographs and stuff like that, I don't feel the need to just stop someone when they're in their daily routine life. It's I just wouldn't, um, mm. let alone do it in the toilet. Um, so then, no. then I then I just touched on the the family dynamic uh, of the Bartons. We haven't seen enough of this kind of thing in the MCU. I think it brings a humanity to these heroes. Yeah, it grounds um, them. Yeah, and especially yeah. Clint. Clint, even the first time we saw his family, um, I thought it was great. And it, it just seems to get better. 
Um, and I think it really does give him Great something different. Nelly back as well. Yeah, which is another one I was going to touch on. I'm assuming she refused to film in New York because of COVID. Don't blame her at all. Because it seems really bizarre that she's yeah, off on her own. Talk about that, yeah. Surely it'd be the whole family. I know they make yeah. that thing, oh, you're getting time with your kids on your own. But at Christmas, well, be they fair, all they be were together. All snapped away. Mm. So, like, she's not really missed anything, but Clint did. So, yeah. But then he was without her as well. Yeah. Story-wise, I like that she obviously... It, it seems at some point after the, after the blip that he filled her in basically on everything that happened and she was okay with it. And I thought, what a yeah. great marriage those two have got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely. Um, and sticking, sticking with that bit, um, I thought it was a beautiful touch that he gets, they get the dinner free because of how well-loved Clint is by yeah. New yeah. Yorkers. Uh, I think that's yeah. that's a lovely well, touch, it's, it? and it's it's kind of one of the themes, isn't it? Yeah, one of the themes seems to be that he's this sort of uncomfortable hero. He's he's not yeah. really keen on it, but he just sort of he goes with it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then I I have to touch on her now, not to touch her. Aye, I'm not aye. going down that line. Hang on. <laughs> um, have to talk about Haley. Um. That her smile just lights up the screen every up, time. Man. All every time yeah. she she smiles, it completely changes how she looks and everything. And it's it's just great that she seems so happy to be playing this part as well. There seems to be a genuine excitement in her performance. Mm. Um, so I don't yeah. know whether everybody yeah. people that are, are listening might not have heard, but she didn't actually audition. This she was first choice, and they went to her straight away. Wasn't wasn't um, she a fan cast? Wow. And because of the fan cast, they looked at it and went, "Yeah, do you know what? That's a really good choice. Yep. Let's go and offer it to her." And obviously, they um, they postponed the show as well. Um, so they could because, have it, yeah. Because she was um, under an exclusive contract for Apple TV for for Dickinson, um, and she wasn't allowed to film anything else oh. until she'd done the first two seasons. Um. Which is was a big thing because they oh, kept right. saying, "Oh, she's been cast," but no one's saying anything because they're not allowed to. Um, and once that second season came out, that was it. They announced it and they went ahead. Um, uh, on the basis, I think she did one more season um, of Dickinson, which is is due to come out, I think, next year. Um, that they would mm-hmm. allow her out of her contract eventually. Um, which they did, and thank God, because she is great um, in this role, and hopefully we'll see yeah, a lot really more good, of her in the future. Yeah, she's fantastic. How yeah. old is Kate in this um, version? 22, she says, doesn't she? 22, yeah, I, I think. I couldn't remember the... Yeah. Yeah. She says. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we meet the character that everybody has fallen in love, Lucky the Pizza Dog. Hey. Um, which is actually a girl dog <laughs> called Jolt. Jolt. Um, yeah. And it was her birthday on the day that the pr- show premiered. Hey. Um, I also really like the interweaving of the Christmas music within the score, not actually using the original songs. There's there's little bits throughout the score, like Jingle Bells is, is pushed yeah. into yeah, bits of snippet, the score, yeah. which I thought was really, really great. Um, yeah. 
I mean, cast your mind back. That's the sort of thing that I think Michael Kamen did with the first Die Hard. Just little snippets were sort of interwoven into the score. Because um, uh, of this part, I should say, the, I think the one of the things I love about this is the Christmas setting. And it just it just took me back to the likes of Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Um, some, yeah. some of the Shane, a lot of the Shane Black stuff. The, it's not, Shane Black's not involved, but it just feels like something Shane Black might have knocked up. The whole Christmas yeah. thing in that first episode, the, the wit in that first episode, and the interplay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like because it put me in mind of the um, the Gina Davis thing at one point. Um, Long kiss, good night, as another one. That's Christmasy yeah. with sort of similar sort of vibes. Yeah, definitely. Um, then I just wrote down dirty scroungers digging through the rubble of the Avengers campus. <laughs> Because literally they say we have taken we have taken these from the remains of the Avengers building, and I'm like, you, yeah, and selling them off. That's just that's just horrible. At least I suppose none of the Avengers actually died there, which is always a pass. But yeah, and it's because I, I was looking at a couple of breakdown videos earlier, and there's what I think there's um might have been towards the end of Endgame, there's actually a shot in the background of an helicopter flying away with um with a big crate underneath it. <laughs> and so you think, ah, so that's where, obviously, stuff yeah. would be sort of coming from. Jesus, yeah. Tony's body People wasn't there in the background of Endgame, bloody... <laughs> Stealing stuff. Right? Oh, in the background. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. One, one thing I am going to bring up about Jack, he's small, mate, and I've written it, written it, it says, Jack is so small, mate, like Dick Dastardly or Lord Farquhar. Dick <laughs> Dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> he is so cartoony. Oh my god, I want a wacky racist film now with him as Dick Dastardly. I want him. <laughs> yes. It's, a, it's, it it's is the bit where he fiddling. says he bought a book. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, that he's really bought a book on being a stepdad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's. um. But the question I, is, are, are they going down? It seems too obvious for him to be the villain, though. I think they're they're going down the red herring route with him. Yeah, I, I think so. There's in an the involvement comic, somewhere there, but I mean... Yeah. In the comics, he's he's actually Hawkeye's mentor um, and then turns to the dark side and then comes yeah. back um, the other way and ends up being back on the Avengers side. Um, so I'm assuming it's going to go that way yeah. at some point. Um I think we all know who the overarching villain is. Yeah. We'll say, but I've, I think... I, I, I'm not going to uh, send you the picture I've seen, but I have seen <laughs> a leak. Yeah, he's come out and said that's not real. Oh, okay, that's all right. I think... Thank God, because he looks absolutely fucking massacred. Well, I mean, uh, and um, if, we're talk if we're talking about Vincent, he did actually tweet about the show starting, apparently, this last week. Yeah, he did. And everybody's went, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And apparently, uh, you then went. But well, I think no, in the intermediate, in the... <laughs> yeah, I love it when they realise. The I think in the in the in the immediate future. Yeah. yeah. In the immediate would... future, let's be honest. I'll let it go. The mum is as shady as hell. Yeah. Kate's yeah. mum is clearly, I think, a villain. There was rumours that she was playing Madam Web. I could I'm see sure. that, to be fair. But... Mask. Madam Mask? Yeah. Madam Mask? But um, I don't know. I think she's just a new character, to be honest. I don't think it'll be someone we know. Um, 
talking of, of villains, yeah. the tracksuit mafia, they're a bit shit, aren't they, really? <laughs> <laughs> Just straight Thank out you. the no 40. <laughs> They're, they're, they're a yeah. bit wimpy. Well, and yeah, that, those ask accents. Jesus. Yeah. They're just and a I, bit like kind of generic. But then um, again, but me and Paul Meyer. Polish Lonsdale wearing like just a load of stereotypes just chucked together and it's it's just doesn't really work and you're kind of like underwhelmed yeah. by it. Yeah. Like if they're work, working for them. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is though, they work for me in the sense of if they're supposed to be rubbish, then it works really well because they are useless. They're yeah. terrible. That interrogation scene in episode two, just, as we'll talk about in a minute, they are rubbish, rubbish. But in terms of them, if they're supposed to be rubbish, it works really well. But they are yeah. the worst villains to come across. Yeah. It's a bit like in like every Spider-Man since like, what, since 2005, maybe, maybe even earlier. Like all the Spider-Man generic thugs, apart from the big villains of like you know Doc Ock, Green Goblin, etc., they've all just been generic balaclava men from fucking Line of Duty. Yeah, yeah. And that—that's basically what these tracksuit <laughs> men are. It's just just hire a fuckload of baldy bastards and stick uh, stick them in a tracksuit and yeah. say like, they, that's your gang for this series. Yeah. Like, uh, and and your shtick is that you say bro at the end of every sentence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It even says it on the van. Um, but that that yeah, whole it does, scene, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that whole scene is is quite confusing. I'm not a massive fan of that that attack in the in the vaults because you don't really know who's who. No, they're just kind of crawling around, and you're like, well, no. is anybody dead or or what? Um. It's a little bit strange. Um, I also did note that clearly Jack knows straight away that that's Kate. He clocks her straight away. As soon as she talks, he's like, well, I know who you are. Mm. And yeah. that's what he plays up to in, in episode two, which we'll talk about um, on the next episode. Um, I also said you can, you can definitely yeah. tell why they, they picked Haley and Vera as a pair because they are both really elegantly beautiful. Yeah, they, there is definitely a similarity between the two of them. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not surprised that they picked picked both of them. Um, I did say while the action isn't Netflix level, it's still fun to watch. Oh, I found it completely enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, both, the, the fight both the big fight in scenes. the um, yeah. in the apartments is one of the best bits from this episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and I, I like the, the the fight scene on the yeah, and I love the ball in the car. Yeah, the wine cellar fight I thought was great. The ball fight was superb. Yeah, oh, the choreography yeah. of it, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I also said that I liked that uh, Lila's wearing purple as well after he called her Hawkeye in Avengers. <laughs> um, his daughter is wearing mm. the same color. <laughs> um, which I, I like I like that little mm-hmm. nod the one thing I wasn't hot on was the use of previous footage to pad out the episode yeah um, with the whole Ronan thing I thought they could have at least filmed something new to show him fighting the tracksuit mafia rather than using the stuff from Avengers of Ronan I thought that was a, a bit poor 
Um, yeah, I thought I, I could mean, have done a better job. I would of have that. liked something quite gruesome of him. Actually, like you know, I know he like you do see him in Endgame or was it Endgame or Infinity War one or the other. Endgame. Um, yeah, Endgame where he's taken down the tracksuit mafia, but. I would have liked to have seen seen the start of that scene because you literally only get the end bit where Natasha comes up behind them. Yeah, but that's see, that's not in New York though, is it? Well, that's yeah, that's, that's the, in Asia. Yeah, I would have liked the beginning part of that scene where he actually like begins to engage them. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have seen like to have seen why that faction in New York hates him so much. Because it's it seems like it doesn't build on anything. They're giving us something from somewhere completely different that yeah. has no real link to it. Um, I, I honestly, as Tony said, the the Christmas setting for me, um, I love it. It gives it something else. There's a different feel to New York when it's like that, um, and kind of gives it a whole yeah. new character, yeah. um, which I like. Um, mm. And then, then finally, the uh, the final fight scene, um, I thought was was really good. Um, it shows how bad she is. She has her limits; that she hasn't learned everything; that she's got caught, um, and at times mm. she does take a pummel in. Yeah. In in that first bit until Clint comes yeah. along. Yeah. Um, in the street. Yeah. And, and then on that note, Clint fighting with his scarf. It's just brilliant when he whips him in the face. <laughs> it's just great. Um, and then that final shot when she realises who he is after he's pulled her out of the car and she's literally staring at him in awe. Oh my God, you're a Oh my guy. God. Yeah, my God. It's an Avenger. Yeah. It's the guy that saved me 10 years ago. He's literally right in front of yeah. me. And we'll touch on on the, the fangirl in an episode two, um, which I think is brilliant as well. But kind of my... My final note, um, I think this is probably the most complete pilot episode that Marvel have done as part of the MCU. I think this is better than any of the other first episodes we've seen. I don't really have a bad thing to say about it in, on the most part, other than being picky. Yeah, yeah you've had, you, you, had to, you have to quite... Yeah, well, I mean... They, they quite the only... to find something wrong with it. Yeah. My only issue, really, with it was the fact that it's, it's a bit convenient. How did she know that suit was going to fit her? <laughs> well, it doesn't, though. That's the thing. When it's been worn by Clint previously. Yeah, because you wanted to see the size of that fucking hood. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, and the mask doesn't fit properly either. But, but uh, I, I could have imagined it sort of... And sort of seen her hitching up the trousers would have been quite funny. Either put it around her legs or something just to try and take yeah. the legs up. She doesn't wear it for that long, does she? Yeah. She's only in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Before no, no. he he makes her take it off in episode two. So so yeah, that's that's our thoughts on episode one. Um I think we all had great fun watching yeah. this. Yeah, good and, stuff. Yeah. And we'll be getting out episode two very quickly as we're just about to record that as well after this. So thank you, boys, as always. No worries. <laughs> And we will see you on episode two.